You are listening to the number one Toyota truck and SUV podcast, Toyota Trucks and Trails, with discussions from restorations to racing, interviews with folks from all areas of the Toyota community, product and event reviews, and much more. We are sure to offer something for you, so sit back and enjoy the show. Hey everybody and welcome to Toyota Trucks and Trails podcast episode 25. I am your host Jason Hoffman and back with me on this episode finally shame on you for being absent without leave for four episodes in a row or however many it's been Rich LaRusso thanks for coming back on the show Rich. Uh, thank, thank you Jason I, I believe it's only been two episodes just just you know well, not in a row, anyway. But I, my liberty to exaggerate if I choose to, maybe. <clears throat> well, our schedules have been colliding quite a bit lately. And uh, so we haven't been in the same time zone or <laughs> not busy at the same time for, uh, what, two months now. It, so. it, it's, ba- it's bound to happen at some point. Yeah. yeah. Bound to happen at some point, but... Uh, Anyway, we're glad to have you back and and uh, looking forward to uh to getting episode 25. Um wow, when we when we started this, did you think there would be an episode 25? Um I you know, to be honest, uh when we got to episode 2, I felt like that was an accomplishment, but here we are at 25 and I'm thinking, man, if there's people still here, wow, we we you know, maybe we should keep doing this. So. Yeah, it uh it uh Seems like it's going over at least with a few people. So, uh, you know, those six or eight listeners that we got, we got to <laughs> got to keep it going for them. Why? It, it is it is more than six or eight. We're 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 joking, of course, but it, it's uh, it's actually grown quite a bit. Yeah, really, really happy with how things are going, and and uh, just uh, personally excited to uh, to be doing episode twenty five. It seems like this should be some kind of a landmark episode or or you know uh at least when you're married for 25 years that's supposed to be a big deal so uh, what's what's the gift for uh, 25th year wedding anniversary is it like silver or something i I think it's silver 50th is is golden so i I believe so all right so this is the toyota trucks and trails silver edition yes how's that does that sound like really you know fancy S- sounds good i don't know whether people are going to get any more of an episode than they normally get. <laughs> well yeah we should call it the lexus edition <laughs> yes yes <laughs> that that would make it better <laughs> you know speaking of lexus have you noticed it just seems like there's there's a renewed interest in the uh, 470s a lot of people are are a lot more people are coming forward and and uh working on him a good friend of mine is he's he's building up his 470 um you know putting putting a lift and lockers and stuff on it have you have you noticed this it, it seems like they're sort of coming around because the prices have come down well and that that's the biggest reason right there um yeah the uh they're they're a great platform to start with there's a ton of aftermarket support for them uh mainly because they're you know the same chassis design as as the forerunner and the fj cruiser and the the uh at least actually actually they're not they're the you're thinking of i think the gx 
these are the 100 series Land Cruiser chassis ones. They have the nine inch rear end and the. Oh, V8. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Is it the LX470? I always screw this up, and the, I've been corrected several times, and the, it's not working. The GX470 is the. It, it's basically built on the fourth gen Forerunner platform. Okay, uh, the 120 series. Yes. Okay. Uh, and the the hundred series version, I know it exists, and shame on me for not knowing, but I do not know what the Le- Lexus uh, designation for it is. I've, it's a it's a four seventy. I just can't remember if it's the GX or the LX. It has to has to be the LX because the other is the GX. So it it would have to be the the LX. I've I've seen a few come up recently, and people are are uh, you know collecting their winter monies to uh to build them a, a good friend of mine too is he's you know putting lockers in and he only wants to go to 33s but he just put headers on it because uh, you know the stock manifolds were dying so he just went ahead and it was actually cheaper to get headers but um <clears throat> you know it, it just seems like such a great platform um and very comfortable i mean you've got you know dvd headrests <laughs> leather <laughs> all the necessary necessary things for a a nice off-road or overland trip sure <laughs> well you know you figure if you want to you know sleep in the back of it and unwind with uh you know a copy of finding nemo or uh you know your other favorite uh, uh entertainment dvd um, <laughs> <laughs> you've got uh, you know you've 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 got some some options there but i actually think it's pretty cool i mean you know most people think well you know an off-road vehicle or an overland vehicle um you know simple is better and less things to go wrong and 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 things like that but i think you know to you know part of part of what's cool about what we do especially in the toyota community is people pick a vehicle they love it and they just make it work you know whether it's overly complex or whether it's overly simple you know they don't care they love their car or their truck or their suv and they want to make it you know do this thing. Um, <clears throat> so I look forward to seeing these builds and, uh, you know, more of these getting on the scene, you know, maybe, uh, <laughs> you know, it'll be a follow up to, you know, the 80 series, which is so popular because, you know, the numbers of those are going to go down at some point, but there's going to be more of these Lexuses out there. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I hear nine inch rear end and, and V8 and I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> that, that part right there. Um, you know, it was really entertaining. Yeah, they're, they are, uh, I don't, I guess I don't see so many of the, the, the uh, Lexus variant in this part of the country, but there are getting to be more and more built 100 series, uh, which I'm fine with. Um, I have actually toyed around with looking at used ones, but uh, uh, not that they're out of my price range. I just, uh, it's more than more than I want to, would want to get into, but uh, I admire the people that are, are building them. And, I, and uh, matter of fact, a few weeks back we had our our club annual meeting, and uh, there was a a gentleman there that had a, a hundred series, and they <clears throat> they always impressed me off road. I mean, we didn't hit any super hardcore trails, but the uh, the day that he rode with us, you know, we were we were on some nice trails, and that that truck performed. Uh, amazing for uh, I think it's built uh, a little bit small lift and and I don't know what size tires 
he's running on it, but uh, they're obviously a little bit bigger than than stock. But that that truck does amazing, and he's been out with us before, and uh, I'm I'm always impressed with how it does. So. Yeah, the the next time you get up close to one, I mean, take a look at the spindles, take a look at the the uh, tie rods. You know, it's an IFS, so. Um, but compared to the 120 series, everything is just so much beefier. You know, the the the, the tie rods, especially uh, the spindles, axles, everything is just uh, bigger, beefier, little little bit more, you know, robust. And um, you know, had I known this, you know, years ago, that that might have influenced my uh, my decision. You know, not that I bend tie rods a lot, but the the the, the you know, it, it happens. Sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check into that because I, I, you know, I've I've looked at the trucks, but I've never never really knelt down and and uh, dug into what they're what they're made of. So yeah, I'll have to uh, I'll have to check into that. Anything uh, anything going on in Forerunner Land for you? Uh, not not anything huge. Um, I, I'm a little uh, frustrated and and concerned. Um, Listeners that have been listening for a while may remember back in May when I was at uh, Great Smoky Mountain Trail Ride, I had a, uh, it wasn't a lower ball joint failure, it was the bolts that, that hold the, the lower ball joint in, and since then I have completely went through the front end and replaced ball joints and and the whole nine yards. Uh, I had mentioned just a second ago that we we did our, our club annual meeting ride here a few weeks ago. And during that ride, um, I was hearing a kind of a rattle in, in, in the front going over washboardy areas and that kind of stuff. And just, uh, just to be on the safe side at, at some point throughout the, the ride, we'd stop, take a break. And I grabbed a couple of wrenches and slid underneath the front and thought I would just go over what I could get to easily and, and, uh, kind of check things out and, and tighten stuff up. And, Lo and behold, uh, my lower ball joints on both sides, uh, the passenger side was missing one bolt altogether, and the oh. other three were loose, and the driver's side was missing one bolt altogether. Oh, boy. Um, I don't know what the remedy is going to be for these lower ball joint bolts, but I am going to have to uh, either figure out, uh, or not figure out, but do a, a far better job of, of maintaining them and making sure that they stay stay tight or devise another uh, plan for keeping them tight. Uh, and I'm not exactly sure what uh, what the right approach is going to be, but it's something I'm going to definitely have to uh, definitely have to start digging into if they if I can't even keep bolts into it over. I've only had that truck on the trail once since then. That was when we were at uh, Appalachian Toyota Roundup. And uh, it's seen very little little road time since then. So they uh, they managed to work their way out in a in a considerably quick fashion. And uh, yeah, and you weren't you weren't working on it too long. And and um, obviously um, you put, and and don't take this the wrong way. You didn't use any sort of thread lock or anything. But uh, you know. I've never had to with those well, things. I've the, never had that kind of issue. They they recommend on these to use blue Loctite on, yeah. on those lower lower ball joint bolts, and I did use blue Loctite. Um, 
one thing that really concerned me when I took the bolts out that were still there uh, was the overall condition of the bolts. Um, they just looked horrible. Uh, like they had ripped out? Like, just like they were suffering uh, a lot of stress for for whatever reason, um, the threads were, were, uh, not mangled beyond use, but definitely, uh, they didn't look like a new bolt. And I, I think that that is going to be my first step is to go to Toyota and just buy, uh, a couple sets of lower you know the bolts specifically for the lower ball joints and and put brand new bolts in them uh and blue loctite them in again but uh if any of the listeners out there have a a third gen forerunner or or first gen tacoma because i know they're they are uh, both susceptible to this if if anybody's devised any any solutions for it or come up with any solutions i'd be be happy to hear it because uh at at this point, it's going to uh, going to be something that that always weighs on heavy on my mind when I'm when I'm wheeling. Just uh, knowing that I've had had that that issue twice in the same year. Uh, obviously, the second time not nearly as catastrophic as the first, but still uh, an issue nonetheless. So, Jeez. um I'm wondering if the now the, do those screw into the the spindles like everything else correct yes okay um <clears throat> i just didn't want to make an assumption because i know that your the the um your forerunner front end's a little different than what, what i'm used to right and and um our listeners might not be familiar as well but i'm wondering if your spindles might be uh might be you know the threads in the spindles might be a little tired and it might be time for new spindles well the the driver's side spindle is new to the truck it's not, mm. you know, I, I grabbed it out of a salvage yard because when when the bolt sheared at uh, at Great Smoky Mountain Trail Ride, when we were trying to extract the bolts, we ended up breaking a uh, breaking an easy out off uh, in in one of the bolts, and I figured rather than wrestle with with trying to get it out. Um, no more expensive than a used spindle is. I just went and grabbed another spindle. But uh, they just don't seem to be staying tight in there either. And and I know I have talked to a couple of other people that have said, you know, that that their understanding was when you replaced the the lower ball joints that you were supposed to put new bolts in anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I have not have not been doing. This is the second set of ball joints that I put in it. So, like I said, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get some, uh, Toyota replacement, uh, bolts for them and, uh, see if, see if that helps. Um, I do a, do a much better job of keeping an eye on them to make sure they're staying tight. But mm. other so it that, sounds, so something you think a new set of bolts would, would just cure it? honestly rich as as bad a shape as the bolts that are in there now look um it definitely is not going to hurt anything uh these uh 
two of the bolts that I took out, and I know they didn't look like that when I put them back in because I wouldn't have. Uh, you know, right. I, I would have replaced right. them at, at, at the time. But uh, two of them look like they'd been underwater for 50 years. They just had a, a rust scale around the majority of the bolt. Like I said, the threads were... Uh, th- the the threads were showing signs of, of damage and that kind of stuff. I, I don't, honestly, I do not know what what's happened to them. I, I can't, uh, I have no explanation for it whatsoever. Huh. <clears throat> yeah, something is, uh, something's, something strange with that. Um, <clears throat> hopefully, and, and this is what I'm wondering is, if maybe the old bolts did some damage to the new-ish spindles, you know, that, that could be an option, too. Definitely. Uh, to the threads in there. Definitely. And, uh, but but none, none of the threads were flattened out like it had been ripped out. No. No. Um, they just vibrated the heck it just, out of there. It just seems like they just vibrated out. And uh, I, like I said, I tightened them up on the trail, and we got back to camp. And, uh, I, I initially thought that I, <clears throat> pardon me, that I had a bolt sheared off in the past one of, one of the holes in the passenger side. And you must've gotten a chill up your spine. I did. You? <laughs> I did. But, uh, we got back to camp and I, I took it all apart and, and dug into it. And I, and I don't know what I was feeling in that hole, but as it turned out, unless the, the, there was a piece broken off in there and it vibrated itself out, uh, <laughs> There wasn't anything in there, so I was I was able to uh, I was able to just run another bolt in that hole. But uh, this is uh, I mean, I, sadly the uh, the guys with eighty series uh, kind of go through the same problem. Um, I guess uh, maybe not just the eighty series. The eighty series is more catastrophic when it comes apart. But where the uh, the steering arms. Uh, bolt into the the on an 80 series it would be the bottom of the knuckle on on mini trucks and and 60s and and 40s and that kind of stuff i i understand they bolt uh from the top down but i guess even those vehicles uh have have a uh, have an issue with these uh these kind of bolts working themselves loose over time and uh I, I, I don't know what, what the fix is for for any of us, but... Uh, Tack weld. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have considered that as well. Uh, a little less permanent, but uh, at the, uh, the, the last time I caught this, one of the, one of the guys that were with, was with us had, had suggested uh, getting new bolts and drilling a hole through the head of each bolt and putting a just running speed wire through them to keep them tight. I know that's kind of an ancient, uh, ancient way of keeping, keeping bolts tight, but, uh, it is effective anyway. And uh, if it comes down to that, it, that, that may be an option. I don't know whether you've, you've ever dealt with that kind of stuff or not, Rich, but no, luckily uh, up here everything just freezes uh, because of the uh, you know everything just rusts and <laughs> sticks together. So we, we you know and then eventually shears off and you just replace all the parts and then you know paint them and then they just rust the you know right right again. But um, 
I've seen this problem happen uh, in in um, you know in, in a in a couple of IFS or Toyotas, um, but but usually it was just you know improper torque specs or you know uh, something that could be attributed to the installation, which you know. Uh, w- you know your vehicle and and i know your work ethic and and i and i don't think it it's installation error on your part you said you used blue loctite i mean geez do you have to switch to red where did the loctite go that's the part that that kind of you know perplexes me about this yeah it's uh it's definitely a strange strange issue and if if i'm the only one dealing with it then obviously it's something that i'm not doing the way that it needs needs to be done, you know, and if that's the case, uh, I'll take that. You know, I I'm not. Uh, yeah, not I mean, if stretch. you make a mistake, right? Right, you made, I, a mistake, I, I, you made a mistake. Sure, uh, but I, I I would sure like to know what what step in the procedure that I'm missing to uh, to get it corrected, where it's it's not something that I have to uh, deal with on such a a uh, frequent basis anyway. Um, a, a friend of mine in the FJ commu- cruiser community was, he had gotten spindle gussets and when he replaced his, uh, you know, lower ball, he, he just rebuilt his front end, you know, long story short. Um, when he was done, I said, Hey, can I have your old spindle bolts? And he sent me the four bolts, uh, in the mail and I keep two of them in my repair kit just because, it has never happened to me, but I am deathly afraid of it, you know, because um, it's one of those things where you could, uh, you know, have a catastrophic failure, you know, especially at highway speeds, you know, that that could be real ugly. Um, and, and also the, the damage from from something like that would, you know, um, one missing bolt, um, you know, could be pretty bad. So I actually carry two of those bolts with me. But of course, if they break, you know, having having a spare bolt's all nice. If you, but if you can't get the old bolt out, you've you've definitely got a, a situation on your hands to right. say the least. Because they're pretty; those bolts are pretty hard, and you know, like you broke an easy out on it. I, I I don't know how many drill bits you went through just to get the easy out in because they're pretty tough. Yeah, and, and I don't remember on a on a like on your FJ um, whether those bolts go through. Uh, something and have exposed threads or whether they go into a blind hole but on on my particular setup or on on a third gen forerunner uh, the two outer bolts actually run up into the knuckle into a blind hole and the the inner two bolts um, if need be you can you know Hopefully there's enough bolts sticking out. You can get onto it with a pair of ice grips or something and work them out that that way. That's how I did two of them at at uh, Great Smoky Mountain Trail Ride when it happened. But the mm. uh, the inner ones that you know thread into a blind hole, they uh, it's easy out or nothing to get them out. And yeah, that's we've got two. We only have two. Right, they're I, huge though. They're right. like M12 or M14. They're big, um, <clears throat> and they're blind. So they go up through the bottom because we have that, you you don't, I don't know if you have that little uh, piece of metal, like, I I don't know what it's called. And I sound like a dummy right now. Um, But it goes in, you know, the ball joint goes into it and then it bolts upward into the spindle so that if you have a ball joint failure, 
you know, it still sort of stays attached instead of the, you know, whole wheel just kicking out. The, um, the that, little sleeve thing that fits up into the, the spindle? Um, no, it's actually like a T-shaped piece of metal, and the lower ball joint points down, bolts into this piece of metal, and then the two bolts go up from the bottom into the bottom of the spindle. It's like this little T-shaped piece of metal that's maybe six inches by two inches. Hmm. I've, ha- I've only ever had one of those apart, and I... I guess I wasn't uh, paying all that much attention. I don't remember exactly what the what the setup was, but I knew there was only two bolts anyway. Yeah, yeah. But uh, do you have that little piece of metal that sort of goes in between the spindle and the ball joint, or does your ball joint go directly to the spindle? No, uh, the ball, ball joint bolts directly to the bottom of the spindle. Okay, and, it, and it, the ball joint points upward? Uh, no, it points down. The stem oh, on the, point the, yeah, the stem on the ball, ball joint points down. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. So if you have a ball joint failure, the, the bottom of the wheel's just not going to go flying. Right. Okay. All right. Because I was wondering how Toyota addressed that because in some earlier mini trucks and things like that, they had that problem where when the lower ball joints failed, the tire just, <laughs> the whole wheel assembly just kind of went wherever it wanted to go. Yeah. It, uh, I won't say it's a strange setup, but it's, uh, it's different. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's designed that way for safety. Oh, sure, you know. sure. But anyway, that's the only about the only thing that's been going on in in my world. Uh, I mean, I've discussed a few other things in in previous episodes, but uh, that uh, that's about it for me. How about for for you? What's been going on with you? Uh, in FJ land, actually, things have been pretty mellow. Um, the, the season's been winding down, so I'm still, I'm a little late in my winterizing. Um, I had actually intended yesterday to go, uh, pull skid plates off, change every fluid, uh, except transmission. I don't mess with that transmission. (laughs) Um, and, uh, I just got a little busy. And, uh, you know, it gets dark about four 30 in the afternoon here. So it just, just didn't happen. I said, well, I'll do it today. Uh, and it's about 37 degrees. So all my diff fluid is like honey right now. Cause I'm still running the 140 weight from the summer. I'm switching to a thinner weight, uh, a lighter weight for the, for the winter, because you know, if, if you run the diff hard and, uh, the fluid's too cool. Uh, you're going to have lubrication issues, and I just don't want to deal with it. So I'm going to go to a thinner weight for the winter. But it, it's just so – it's 37 degrees out there, and that the, the fluid is, doesn't even want to move. I could pull the plug, and I'd have to wait two days for it to drain. So, uh, <clears throat> But I have to do that. i got to pull skid plates off and uh, get under there with the wire brush and hit some paint and then fluid film everything and um, – to be honest, I'm not really feeling the magic. <laughs> Other than that, uh, we did our annual uh, Toys for Tots drive uh, at Roush Creek Off-Roading Park in Tremont, Pennsylvania uh, last weekend. And uh, it was a decent turnout. I think we had, uh, I don't know, maybe 20, 20 plus trucks. Yeah, I, I actually, bad president, I didn't take a good count. Um I just, I was really busy and so many people I hadn't seen in a while. I was, I was just having so much fun. I, I just didn't, you know, stop to actually take a, a head count. But, uh, I know we had a couple of different groups and, uh, 
so I'd say we probably had about 20 plus trucks and this is always a low turnout event because it's cold and it's Thanksgiving weekend and, and, you know, people are with their families and, and things like that. But, um, we, uh, had a couple of Marines come out, um, that are club members. They're still active duty and they're, <coughs> uh, we filled up the truck bed of a Tacoma with toys for kids. And, um, you know, I love the toys for tots program and, um, you know, anyone who's listening who wants to, you know, donate toys, you know, one of the best things you can do is always go to your local police barracks or your local Marine, uh, recruiting office and you can drop off toys. They'll collect them there. Uh, or you can look up on the toys for tots website and, and, uh, see where to drop a toy off. <clears throat> but, um, you know, just being able to gather everybody together and, and, uh, you know, sort of do that. Uh, and, and there were some really nice toys. I mean, uh, <clears throat> you know, you would think it, it's mostly, uh, uh, toy four by fours that, <laughs> that, uh, kids get, but, uh, we, we actually had all sorts of girls and boys toys and neutral toys. And so I think we got everybody covered and, and, uh, yeah, filled up that, uh, truck bed of that Tacoma. Uh, last year we had a, a bigger turnout. I think we had almost 40 trucks and, <clears throat> uh, they actually brought a trailer to take all the, uh, an M416 trailer to take all the, uh, toys back so um you know nice turnout nice event good feelings um we had one trail in injury uh shout out to sharon who fractured her wrist slipping and falling on the rocks uh she she smashed her face she got herself pretty good but she kept right on driving down those rocky trails she didn't know her wrist was fractured she knew it hurt and it was swelling but um we uh Kenny Carrillo was with us, another shout out, and he just started, and we'll talk about this later in Community Spotlight, but he started making first aid kits, uh, and he had one with him, and he had a, an ace bandage with him, so she was able to wrap her wrist, and she, uh, she wasn't quitting. I said, do you want to leave now? And she said, nope, and uh, we, we kept going. So shout out to Sharon for being a trooper and, and finishing out the run. Uh, despite a fractured wrist, I, that was pretty impressive to me. Uh, you know, the girls always handled pain better than the boys. You know that, right? Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> We're just big crybabies. <laughs> so that, that, was, that was great. We had a good time, great run. Um, one little recovery where uh, <clears throat> Jody, from, uh, Jody Max from uh, Susquehanna Cruisers was with us, and he got himself high centered really, really well on this enormous log. Um, and, and it's partially my fault because I drove over it and, and I know Jody is like, uh, if he can do it, I can do it too. <laughs> we had to do uh, we had to do a fun little recovery and his, his wife, Mary was there and she got to try out her new winch. So, um, it was a, it was a, it was a fun day. We, we, we pushed the limits. Uh, we chose blue and green trails and, and, um, actually uh veered off onto some black trails for a bit got got down with a little bit of that so it was it's a great run and and uh i just want to encourage anybody any of our listeners if if any toys for tots runs come up you know get into it uh, become a part of it you know those the there's there's kids out there who have really crappy christmases and uh things like this really really help uh you know a, a little kid have a you know a little bit more of a smile around the holidays when they otherwise might not. 
Yeah, Toys Toys for Tots is a a uh, fantastic organization. Um, I know uh, Southern Four Wheel Drive had their Toys for Tots run last weekend, I think, or it's or it's coming up. I I apologize to the members of of uh, Southern Four Wheel Drive for not <laughs> not having the date, but I, I I the reason I bring it up is because if I already missed it, I apologize. If it is uh, still upcoming, I don't foresee being able to make it, but uh, it, it is re- really regretful for, uh, on my part that, that I can't be a part of it um, because it's it's one organization that I do uh, really stand behind. They do a, a, a fantastic service, and uh, it's it's just an all-around great uh, and very well-known organization, so... Yeah, it, it, it's, you know, with a lot of these organizations, um, what you give doesn't always make it to the recipients. Um, Toys for Tots is one of the uh, exceptions to that. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a tangible item. So, you know, it's not like uh, just throwing money in, um, which is, uh, you know, it, it's tough when it comes to, to, to cash because you, you really never know. Uh, a lot of the uh, charitable organizations have have you know paid employees and things like that, which to an extent is understandable. Um, but some of them are actually you know not that great. Well, have, that's a, that's another thing. I think maybe we can think about in a future episode is uh, talking about clubs that that do charity stuff and and how to select a charity and things like that. It's something we still struggle with too. Yeah, that uh, I think that's a good idea. Because I know it's it's something within our club that we've had uh, some long discussions about and and uh, trying to uh, trying to get that all sorted out. So yeah, definitely, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, and I think as as you know, um, wheelers and as you know, um, people that may be um, in in you know administrative positions in in clubs and things like that, it, it's worth it to to. Uh, explore and, and know how to explore and know what to look for in in some of these organizations i know we've our club has supported an organization in the past and i'm not going to name names because i think that's dirty but um we've supported an organization in the past that turned out to be and and i don't think anyone knew at the time so it, it wasn't really our fault um <clears throat> you know it, it came up later on that the organization was not legitimate and the president of that organization had been brought up on charges and class action suits and, and things like that. And, you know, we had no way of knowing, and I, I suppose none of us really do. Well, it's, it is sad that we have to vet, um, charities, you know, yeah. you, you would expect that if somebody is, you know, claims to be doing something for, for charity that it, they're, they're being honest and, and, uh, upfront about it and and on the level and all that kind of stuff but sadly in the world that we live in um that's just not the case and uh, so yeah a a a club really has to uh, or, or or a group or an individual for that matter really has to you you really have to look out for for uh for that kind of uh evilness in the world today but it is what it is yeah yeah but on a brighter note, um, 
yeah, that's about all that's going on. I, I uh, got some new lower links from Mike Borez of Res Fabrication where I did away with my Johnny joints because I, I've had it. <laughs> I've completely had it. Um, you know, Johnny's are rebuildable and things like that. But just, you know, it, it just seems like no matter how much maintenance I do, they they still dry up and die on me. And, and I've just had it. So I went to, um, you know, custom length all rubber bushing, uh, you know, rear lower links and, um, never, never going to look back. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll be honest with you. You know, when I, when I redid the suspension on mine this past summer, I put, uh, put adjustable links on the rear or on the lowers anyway, with, uh, with Johnny joints and with you doing away with yours and a few other people that I've, I've talked to since then, um, I'm honestly wondering whether I made the right decision or not. Uh, mm. it's something that I'm, uh, not so much the, the joint themselves on mine, but, uh, where the joint threads into the link itself and, right. you know, pe right. people pulling those threads out and that kind of stuff. Um, I'm, <laughs> like I said, I'm, I'm wondering if I made the right decision in, uh, in going that route because my initial plan was to, uh, to do exactly what you did and just have custom links made with uh, either poly bushings on both ends or, or rubber bushings on both ends. And uh, I decided to go with the adjustables because they were already already built and uh, I didn't have to uh, didn't have to go back and forth with somebody on measurements and, and that sort of thing. They were just out of the box, ready to install, you know, ready to go. But uh, wondering whether I made the right decision on that or not. Hopefully I will be able to keep up with that and not have, have the issues that, that, uh, some other people have had, but, um, yeah, when, and that I, I didn't mention that, but you know, I, I focused on the Johnny joints cause I was angry, but in the big picture, right. That adjustable joint. And what happened in my case is the, uh, lock nut, you know, froze, and the Johnny joint froze. And so the entire, you know, where the, adjustment adjustable Johnny end uh, threads in came loose water worked its way in and when I dropped the uh, link off the truck uh, you know when I say drop it I mean I didn't physically drop but I removed it <clears throat> and and it was on the floor there was a, a puddle of uh, nasty black water <laughs> uh, coming out of the the, uh, the tube you know the the uh, link and that shouldn't be in there and I know from uh, previous two previous failures on the same type of design from a different manufacturer that once the water works its way in, the you know the threads that that adjustable end screws into disintegrate, and yeah, it it'll pull right out. It's happened to to friends of mine too, and um, you know of course this could be user error, this could be in, in you know installation error, uh, could be design error, you know, maybe I just need to silicone things and seal them. But my feeling is that once the adjustment is made, I mean, how often do you adjust the, the links, right? Once they're on there, you set them to where you want. And in theory, you should never touch them again. So uh, I just said, you know what, the, let's just make this as foolproof as possible <laughs> and uh, measured out my length and, and did it. And, um, you, I don't know if you remember Jason when we were when we were in my FJ and 
in uh, Windrock Park. Um, I was complaining about a vibration in the rear end. And uh, you had noticed it as well. Uh, at low RPM, we were creeping across the parking lot. And uh, when I put these new links in, which were the same length and everything, the vibration went away. So <laughs> I can't explain it. Uh, you know, the pinion angle certainly didn't change. So, uh, uh, you know, you and I had talked about that a little bit while you were, or, or shortly after you replaced your links. And it's very possible that something was just in a bind and yeah. uh, that that frozen Johnny joint wouldn't let it settle back into, uh, into where it needed to be. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just going to have to go down in history as one of those great mysteries in life. Sure. But anyway, glad, glad to hear you got it fixed and, and, uh. I, uh, I stand behind your decision. Like I said, I, it, it was, uh, it was my initial, uh, thought process on what I wanted to do, uh, with mine, but hopefully, uh, hopefully mine will hold up and uh, last for a while anyway. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the climate difference could have a lot to do with it. Um, you, you know, the, the, Winters here are certainly not forgiving. Well, the the other thing is too is you got your stuff as a package, and that was part of the package, right? So it's not like you really could have swatched, switched out for another product. Well, no, my links I ordered separate, but I, I understand what you're saying, and I, I mean I still uh, I'm comfortable with with uh, why I went the route that I did and and the route that I went. Um, like you said, your your elements dish out considerably more abuse than, than what I deal with in this part of the country. And, uh, with that, I think, I think they'll be all right. Um, other than the fact that, uh, you know, at, at ATR, uh, I helped a buddy of mine change one of his, uh, adjustable lower links because he pulled the threads out of the link and, uh, he lives in Nashville or, or right around Nashville, so he deals with the same uh, same elements that I do. But uh, hopefully, hopefully, it'll uh, it'll hold together. Yeah, I think it will. But uh, anyway, anything else going on with you? Um, other than that, no. Other than wishing it was warm enough for me to go crawl under my truck, no. <laughs> Does anyone in the Northeast have a heated garage I can use and drip oil all over the floor of? Uh, I'm joking, of course. No, you're not. Well, I wouldn't say no. If it was in <laughs> a reasonable distance. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really just being a crybaby. I just need to go out there in my in my Carhartt bibs and <laughs> get it over with. I, I disagree, buddy. I, I don't think you're being a crybaby at all. Cold is cold. <laughs> And, uh, you know, you, we were talking before we started recording, I, I have no desire to, uh, to be out in it either. So, um, <laughs> I'm a hundred percent with you. I, I do have the advantage of being able to turn the heat on in my shop and, you know, within, within an hour or so it's warm enough in there to, uh, to work and survive, but doing something like a gear oil change, I think I would have to leave my vehicle in there with the heat on for a few days in a row to to get that warmed up that's a diff difficult challenge to begin with so 
Yeah, that 140 weight fluid is like almost turns into jello when it gets cold enough. Which isn't good when it's in your differentials either. Nope. You just got to drive out of the driveway real slow and, you know, drive real slow for a little while. <clears throat> I have all the fluid. And the funny part is, is I, I, I have all the, the new fluids and oils that are going to go in it. And uh, I actually had to bring them into the house. So I figured, you know, this way I'm halfway there. When I put the new fluid in, it'll go in a lot easier. <laughs> 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 so my wife's enjoying that sitting under the kitchen table right now. But so, <laughs> it'll be done soon enough. We have snow forecasted the rest of the week. So if I don't motivate, I'm going to be doing it uh well, I have the garage, but, you know, <clears throat> I can't play in the snow uh, until until the diff's warm. And, and one of the fun, most fun things about having a 4x4, four four, I think, uh, if you live in snow snow country, is being that only jerkwad out there on the road when it's snowing, when everyone else is too afraid to go out. <laughs> I definitely miss that <clears throat> living in uh, living in this part of the country. Last year was the first year that we've had any any snow to uh to speak of since uh since i've lived in tennessee and uh, i find myself really missing going out and and uh, doing a little uh snow wheeling i guess for... snow hooning yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like i said i'm not a big fan of cold weather but um you know back in the day it was long as i was in a heated cab it was it was a ton of fun to go go play in that stuff but yeah. I actually know, know guys that will go around and, and look for people who are stuck and try and make a couple of dollars. I did a lot of that when I lived in the Midwest. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It, uh, like I said, it's not uh, not at all necessary around here. But years ago in a different lifetime, it was <laughs> that was that was part of it for, for sure. See, I'm deathly afraid to do that because everybody's so Sioux crazy. You know, if I if I scratch some guy's BMW, you know, am I going to get a bill in the mail or a, a letter from a lawyer? Right. I, I, I'm kind of afraid to, to, you know, I mean, if somebody was, you know, if it was a little old lady on the side of the road, I'm not going to leave her there. But there's certain situations where I, you really got to kind of feel people out and <laughs> right. use your best judgment, right. you know. <laughs> well, you, you know, when I say back in the day, I've lived in Tennessee nearly 20 years, so. Yeah. Th- things things were different 25 years ago when I was was still doing that kind of stuff back right back right. home back, so back then if you ripped somebody's bumper off they were still happy you just got them out of the right ditch. right <laughs> yep yeah, times yeah. have changed most definitely for uh, some for the good more for I guess if you're an old guy like me and old fashioned like me more for the worse but uh it uh, yes, it definitely has changed. Well, the lawyers are doing well. Yeah, you know, uh, not not to get all political or or uh, <laughs> <laughs> or that kind of thing, but you know, people have always said that, and I, I agree with that, but I agree with it very little. Um, lawyers are part of the problem, but uh, greedy people are the other. Uh, bigger part of the problem you know uh, people lawyers just just a means to an end right they're 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 a tool to facilitate the the issue but uh yeah you're right 
everybody always points out the woman, you know, that sued McDonald's over spilling hot coffee in her lap. Right. And uh, they always point out how much money the attorneys uh, attorneys made. Well, in my opinion, the attorneys deserve to make that money because if she was <laughs> stupid enough to, to try to sue somebody over spilling hot coffee coffee in her lap, yep. uh, she, she didn't deserve a dime from McDonald's or the lawyers that talked her into trying to sue them. So, That's right. Uh, See, anyway. back, back when we were young, if we if we spilled coffee on our lap, we just walked around funny with a stain on our crotch so our friends could make fun of us, you know, and we, we sucked it up. Not 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 that way anymore. <laughs> anyway. but, but your friends will still make fun of you. Yes, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> and, and sadly, now they will encourage you to sue McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. I'll, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox. Moving right along. <laughs> get off my soapbox on that. Oh. Well, Rich... Um, for our main topic this week, uh, mo- moving into that or moving that direction a little bit, um, it's uh, a little late coming, but uh, we, uh, just like you and I trying to find time to record, um, we have uh, Baker from Bakes FJ back on. Um, Baker and I were supposed to have done this interview, uh, I don't know, towards the end of July, and <laughs> it... Uh, it just didn't work out where he had time to do it and I had time to do it. And we finally, uh, finally found some time a few days ago. So, uh, Baker wanted to come back on and talk about, uh, uh, FJ summit out in Colorado and, uh, and that sort of stuff. And, and we're glad that he was, was willing to do that. Um, like I said, it may seem a little dated and I apologize for that, but, uh, that that being said, sometimes it's it's just hard to uh, to hook up with people the way that you want to and and take that hour or so that it takes to uh, to get some audio put down. So, well, I'll tell you what I I, I think uh, I think our listeners will agree with me when I say uh, even a late interview or uh, with 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 Baker is an awesome interview. Doesn't matter because he's he's great to listen to. He does lots of cool stuff. Uh, living the dream for a lot of us, you know, uh, and myself included, you know, <clears throat> so uh, I, I don't think anyone will really mind. It's an interview with Baker, and that's always awesome. Absolutely. Well, be- before we get into that, um, I have uh, have been promising another individual that I was going to do this for a while. So, uh oh, ki- kind of a surprise to you too, Rich, but you'll you'll <laughs> understand once I get going here. Uh we would like to take a few seconds to talk about our friends at Southeast Overland. The guys and gals at Southeast Overland are longtime supporters of Toyota Trucks and Trails podcast and have been featured on the podcast several times. Southeast Overland has both a storefront and garage in Seneca, South Carolina, and they ship across the U.S. and around the world. They sell just about anything for your four-wheel drive and adventure rig. From, uh, from in-house splice synthetic recovery gear and lift kits to wheels and tires to winches and much more. They don't only sell quality gear, they also test and use it themselves. And they keep a bunch of gear in stock for fast shipping and to allow you to walk in and see products for yourself. Some, al- some of the lines that they stock and some of the companies that they deal with are ARB, uh, OME, Baja Rack, Factory 55, Max Tracks, High Lift, 
Gzilla Designs, Lifetime LED, Van Beast, Trasheroo, Masterpole, and their own line of recovery gear, among others. Uh, if you want to contact them, give them a call at 864-280-4238. Check them out online at southeastoverland.com. Email them at sales at southeastoverland.com. Or uh, if you're in the area, uh, stop by and check them out at their, their store there in Seneca. Uh, check them out on social media, on Facebook and, and Instagram. All righty, Steve, there you go. <laughs> And we appreciate Southeast Overland support. So if you guys enjoy the uh, enjoy the podcast, um, if nothing else, uh, reach out to Steve and, and tell him that you uh, you appreciate him supporting the podcast because he does a lot for us. So uh, I, I just wanted to add to that. Um, you know, every order from Southeast Overland not only comes with a sticker, but a free sample of Steve's beard hair. So. And it is his beard hair. I know there's been some controversy over, you know, where the actual hair came from, but it is beard hair. I, I have some as proof myself. So, yes, um, Steve's famous, famous beard. Um, just just to harp on this a little longer, um, you know, it's, it's one thing to have a sponsor and, you know, to help promote that sponsor. Steve actually does help us out quite a bit, but <clears throat> the one thing I see Steve do that um, not all vendors do or do enough of is consulting, and that is actually interacting with the public, whether it's on social media or whether someone just calls them up and say, hey, you know, what should I do? Uh, Steve's very honest with his feedback, honest with his advice, very knowledgeable, especially about Toyota's, you know, related things. Um, and, and you really don't find, you know, that level of genuine interest. Most places just want to sell you something. Um, you know, Steve is really likes to help people out. Yeah. He's, he is not the guy that's going to try to, uh, to upsell you on anything. Um, he, uh, if you ask him what his opinion of what you need, he will, uh, he'll give you that opinion and, uh, it uh, may or may not be what you what you want to hear, but he's going to uh, going to give you his his an an honest answer, not just uh, uh, not just what's going to benefit him the most. And uh, that's a great uh, great attribute. If you've listened to our interviews with Steve and and heard Rich and I talk about him, um, customer service is a huge huge thing to him and to uh, to south southeast overland and all the people that work for him so uh yes if you're uh, if you're looking for a quality company to to deal with and uh, not just not just saying that because of what uh what southeast does for the the podcast here but uh they're a, a, a great bunch of guys and gals to deal with so well awesome all righty enough kissing steve's butt yeah, the hell with them. I'm done with them now. Get out of here, Steve. Get out of here. All righty. Well, let's get into this interview with Baker, and uh, hope everybody enjoys it, and we'll be back as soon as it's over. All righty. Back on the show with me this time. Uh, Y'all enjoyed him last time, and, and hopefully you will again, Mr. Baker from Bakes FJ. Thanks for being here, Baker. 
Well, thank you for having me back on the show again. We uh, appreciate that, Jason. We've been working on trying to get this together since your your last road trip ended, and, and uh, you've been busy, and we just haven't been able to uh, haven't been able to get it scheduled till now. But uh, here you are. So we'll uh, we had talked about kind of kind of going over your last uh, the last trip that you went on and and uh, FJ Summit and that kind of stuff. So I'm gonna just sit back and and let you tell some stories about. Uh, about the last trip that uh, that you went on earlier or back midsummer or whenever it was. Okay. Um, yeah, that was back in July of this year. Uh, I had the opportunity to go up to FJ Summit, of course, up in Colorado. Um, that was the first summit that I've attended, and it was an amazing experience. Uh, I left probably about a week, week and a half before summit started. Um, and left Louisiana, went north, uh, all the way to Kansas, made a left and then started making my way over to Colorado. Um, and just took my time getting there. Uh, saw some interesting sights in Kansas, uh, caught a pretty spectacular storm at nighttime, which gave a great lightning display and then stopped at a gas station <clears throat> and was told of uh, Monument Rocks, I believe is what it's called, there in Kansas, um, which Kansas is flat, with the exception of this one place. Uh, and that was really unique um, to see that. And then got back on the road, made my way to Colorado, got into Ure, and then met up with uh, everybody there for Summit. Uh, I had the privilege of going there with the Metal Tech crew and hang out with them at their booth. Uh, got to wheel all sorts of awesome trails there in the Ure Telluride area. Uh, but I think the best part of that trip was seeing people who I have seen before and getting to reconnect with them again and then meeting so many more people uh, that I've met via social media or um, whatever and uh, and getting to meet them face to face and so that was that was definitely the best part of that experience uh, and it was a it was a blast getting to see everybody within the Toyota FJ community getting to hang out with them uh, there's a few times that we had a, a few beers uh, maybe one or two that, or 12. I can't believe that happens at yeah. Summit. It, I'm, I'm it's shocked. It's hard to believe. I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, definitely definitely uh, a great experience, one that I won't forget. Um, and I look forward to doing Summit and other big off-road events uh, in the future. And then from there... I uh, hung out in Colorado <clears throat> for about another week. Uh, there's a Toyota club that I belong to here in the Lafayette area called Bayou State Land Cruiser Association. They had some members that planned a trip up to Ure, uh, ironically enough, right after Summit. So I stayed and met up with them and hung out with them for a few days. And then my wife flew in and we hung out in Colorado. Uh, I think for like a day and a half, maybe two days, 
Baker, can we can we back up just a minute back yeah, back absolutely. to Summit? Um, for for those of us that have have never attended Summit, um, and the way that it sold out this year, uh, it seems like it's going to be a really hard event for <laughs> for people that aren't on the ball to uh, to be able to attend. Um, how is is that event ran? Um, I mean, is it? I've never wheeled in Colorado, so I mean, I've heard of some of these epic trails out there and that kind of stuff, but I've, I'm not familiar with how they're how they're laid out. Um, did you guys just kind of go out and do your own thing, or do they have like uh, people that take groups out? How does how does that side of of, uh, of FJ Summit work? So you can definitely go do your own thing if you want, <clears throat> or you can sign up to run different trails. Uh, if you sign up to run a different trail, uh, or I should say an assigned trail, then you'll have a group leader. Um, depending on the size of the group, you may have a few other people that help monitor that, whether it's tail gunner, uh, middle section, as far as communication goes. And then you leave around a general time in the morning uh usually that departure kind of depends on how much beer you've drank the night before um but then you'll leave as a group and you'll go run a trail in my opinion the majority of the trails are not difficult they certainly have some areas that that you could get into danger if you're not careful or you don't have a spotter uh especially um black bear pass where you have some pretty tight switchbacks um and uh so they're not they're not overly too difficult but the views and the scenery they provide absolutely amazing uh and that that might be the most dangerous part of running those trails just how pretty it is because you're not paying attention to where you're going right um but yeah typically they get ran as a group and uh depending on which trail you are and how many people you have in a group, you could expect to be out on the trail for several hours. Uh, some trails are definitely an all day event. And then you figure in lunchtime. Um, some groups will go down to tell you ride. They'll have lunch there and then turn around and come back into Ure. Uh, or like I said, you can go off and do your own thing. So it's, it's kind of split up. From what I saw, though, the majority of the people that signed up for FJ Summit were part of organized groups that went and ran trails. Is that, I'm assuming that that, that's pretty much what what you did as well, is went out with with groups? Yeah. Um, So, like I said, I was lucky. I had the opportunity to go with Metal Tech. And so uh, I would usually go with the Metal Tech crew. And we would go run trails um, or uh, be a spotter on some trails. And we also had the opportunity. They had a veterans group that came out uh, for disabled veterans, veterans that suffer from PTSD. And I was fortunate enough to have one of the veterans ride with me. Um, it was actually him and his daughter. And, uh, and we had a great time. And that was the first time that they had seen that part of Colorado. They live there in Colorado, but I haven't seen that part of it. Uh, they didn't have a four-wheel drive vehicle, so this was definitely a unique experience for them. So that was that was a neat opportunity. 
Um, and, uh, yeah, that was fun. That's, that's awesome. You, you've mentioned a couple of times that you were, you were there with the, the guys from metal tech. Um, did they have, or do they have at, at summit kind of a, uh, uh, a vendor's row, so to speak, where, where, uh, supporters of the event or, or sponsors of the event rather, um, kind of uh, set up displays and, and, and that kind of stuff? Yeah, they have uh, a huge vendor area there. And from what I'm told, each year it gets larger. Uh, I don't know the total number of vendors they had there this year. I know they had a lot. Um, and so that's part of it. You go run the trails in the afternoon. Uh, and then later in the afternoon, if I remember correctly, maybe around 5, 6 o'clock, uh, that's when all the vendor booths open up and people go by and hang out with all the different vendors, look at their new products, look at their vehicles. Um, the vendors do a lot of giveaways, there's a lot of raffles, things like that. And then towards the end of FJ Summit, they have a huge raffle that goes on where vendors who were there at the event donated a lot of goodies and even some vendors if i'm not mistaken who weren't able to attend the event also donated some some goodies to go towards the raffle um and it's it's a huge raffle people went in bumpers roof racks uh it, it was a good time very cool very cool well like i said for for those of us that uh would love to attend but uh i know for myself it'll be be difficult to uh to ever make it out there it's it, it's nice to get a little bit of a insight on how the uh how the event runs i'm hoping to at some point at least get out and wheel uh colorado whether it's uh at an event or just going out there and and uh, taking part of the uh like you had said the beautiful scenery out there so yeah yeah i would i would definitely suggest that going to these large off-roading events, whether it's FJ Summit or Toyota Jamboree in Texas or other events. Um, it's great for a few reasons. One, you get to be around a lot of like-minded people, you know, the camping, all that stuff. Uh, but if, you, if you're like most of us who are looking for the next product to put on your rig or, you know, maybe change something out, upgrade something, it's a great way to really get to know the vendors and, do a good face-to-face with them, know who you're working with, ask them questions um, right there on the spot that they can give you the answers to. You can physically hold some of their products, look at their products, bumpers, things like that. So it's, it's a great way to visualize the build of your vehicle without having to try and look at pictures online and possibly buy something that you may not be as happy with once you get it. Uh, and then, of course the social interaction um meeting so many great people who you may not have met elsewhere um is definitely the biggest part and i would say that all the the large events that i've attended uh it was more about for me anyways it was more about meeting people and hanging out with people drinking a cold beer with them than it was to really will willing was definitely a large part of it but I was going more for the social interaction. We we talk about that all the time on the podcast about uh, about attending events that they are 
they are so much more than just uh, just a wheeling event. You know, it's it, or a time to go wheeling rather. The interaction with the community and being a part of the community is for uh, for anybody that's that's been a part of it and experienced it. It that I think for most people that gets to be you know more the uh, the draw than the actual wheeling side of it. Um, you know, we can get out and and go wheeling. Uh, not any time we want, but, you know, uh, you can go wheeling any time. But being able to go out and hang out with uh, with a couple of hundred people that, that have the same passion about the same same vehicle or, or at least the same brand of vehicle that uh, that you do, that is, uh, that's, what an, that's what an event is for, whether it's, uh, whether it's Summit, like you said, or... or uh, you know, you had mentioned a couple of Jamboree in Texas and, and or the ones that happen in Tennessee or, or anywhere yeah. else around the country. You know, they're all all kind of driven by the uh, by that same thing. And that same thing is is uh, community. So, yep. Yeah, I think I think the one one of the things that FJ Summit really brings to the table that not a lot of other events can bring to the table is the altitude uh so what i'm getting at is normally at all these events there's a few beers being drank well there in the ure area because of the altitude you're getting more bang for your buck when it comes to beers so if you drink two beers that's kind of like drinking a six-pack in louisiana um so you get more bang for your buck so at the end of the day you're drinking a whole lot cheaper there than you are elsewhere so that's a plus If you drink. If you drink, yes. Yeah. And me being here in South Louisiana, that's kind of a prerequisite. I think I would get kicked out of the state if I didn't drink. If you didn't. Well, I, yeah. I, I feel that same way being in Tennessee sometimes. <laughs> and uh, truth be told, um, I uh, I kind of outgrew my drinking days years ago. But I, I partake enough to uh, hold on to my man card, I guess. <laughs> might, be a word, might be a way to put it. But... Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. It's, it's uh, seems like it's kind of a a uh, required uh, part of the uh, part of the scenario for most of us. But yeah, uh, I'm definitely more of a, a social drinker now that I'm older. The days of Frank the Tank are long behind me, just because it's so painful the day after now. But yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, moving on, and and you had started to before I rudely interrupted you and and made you backtrack, but um, your your trip lasted, uh, what, a couple of weeks after that yet. So uh, let's continue on with with the rest of your trip. All right. So so my wife flew in to Colorado. I picked her up in Denver, and then she and I hung out in uh, the Ure area about a day and a half afterwards and then made our way towards Washington State so I could go visit my mom. Uh, along the way, we stopped off in Wyoming, saw the Grand Tetons, uh, and then went on to Glacier National Park, um, which was gorgeous. So that was kind of a, a rushed sightseeing trip for us, but it was still an amazing experience. And then we saw Yellowstone, Yellowstone spent some time there, and just like the majority of the stuff I do, not a whole lot of research or planning was put into any of it. 
uh, I told my wife that there was, but there really wasn't. And uh, <laughs> so when we went to Yellowstone, I knew that I wanted to see uh, Old Faithful. But I didn't know much about it. I didn't know how often it erupts or or even really where it was in the park. Luckily, they have a lot of signs up there. So I just followed the signs. Uh, and it was it was get to the point where we either go see Old Faithful or we go to another part of the park because uh, the sun was getting ready to set. And in a few hours, we'd have to get on the road making our way towards Washington. So we decided to go see Old Faithful. We pulled up, and as fate would have it, um, we found a parking spot, went, sat down on the bleachers, and then a few minutes after we sat down, it went off. Uh, it gave a spectacular show. That was absolutely amazing to watch. Um, and, uh, and then we got on the road and made our way to Washington State, uh, where I hung out with my mom for, I don't know, maybe a week, if I remember correctly. Uh, and then once we finished up in Washington, uh, went down to California, visited my grandmother, um, and then out to Vegas, where we met up with a few people out in the Vegas area. also met up with some people in Washington. Um, we we had a, a real nice get-together in Washington State. Let me back up real quick. Uh, we had a, a nice get-together up there. We didn't have the opportunity to do any wheeling, um, just because my wife and I were, were up there to spend time with my mom. She wasn't feeling too well at that time, and so uh, so we didn't have the opportunity to go wheel or anything up in Washington, but we did have a nice get together. I think maybe 20 people came out, uh, had dinner, beers, and then just hung around for several hours talking, uh, sharing laughs. So that was a good experience. Um, so I appreciate the Washington state cruisers for putting that on. Then, uh, like I said, we went out to Vegas, had a blast out there and then started making our way home went to, I think it was in Arizona, New Mexico, I don't remember where, um, Crater, oh, what is it? You and I talked about it when we met. Crater. Yep. Crater, Crater National Park. Yeah, that's what it's called. Um, we had no intention of stopping there. Uh, we just saw the signs on the side of the highway, and it said, for instance, you know, they close at 7 p.m., and it was like 6.30. And so, well, we're here. Let's see what this is all about. So when we pulled up to the park, they were just getting ready to close. They let us in. And we were the only people there, uh, minus the staff. And so we got to, to watch the sunset while standing outside looking at the crater. And that was an amazing sight. That uh, is your crater national park. That is a very cool place. I, um, it really is. I think I told you this, you know, when we uh, when we met, but uh, I I was there years ago. Um, I, I was a little kid, but it is a uh, it's one of those memories from from childhood that is, has really stuck with me over the years. That's one one thing about that family trip that I I really hold on to, or or a memory that's easy easy to, easy to recall is uh, as being there at the at 
Crater National Park. So I, I agree. It is a beautiful, oh, yeah. beautiful place. And if people have never been there uh, and you're in the area, uh, it is definitely worth a side trip off I-40 to go check it out. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, I'm really glad that we took the extra time to see that. Uh, and, and I think I've said it before, I'm one of those guys that um, if I see something shiny, it has my attention and I, I go towards it. And that's kind of how it is on these road trips. If I see a unique place or something that looks mildly interesting, I'm going to go check it out. Uh, and so I'm really glad that we did because that, that was an awesome experience, especially to watch the sunset there. Uh, I will say the wind there is no joke, though. Uh, I almost lost my hat several times there. <laughs> it seems to be like that all year round out there, too. So. <laughs> That's what I've been told. Um, and then shortly after that, you and I had the opportunity to meet up on the road, uh, which was nice. Get to, to finally meet in person. Um, yeah, you, you got to meet the, the goofy podcast host. <laughs> you were taller in person <laughs> and, and, and much homelier too i'm sure <laughs> well to be fair i was looking pretty homeless myself well i don't remember at that point exactly how long i had been been on the road without uh without going home but i'm i'm sure i was looking rather road weary myself so yeah yeah as was i but that's that was good you know it was a good icebreaker. We both looked homeless. Well, it was, uh, all jokes aside, it was, it was very cool being able to, uh, being able to meet you and, and, uh, we didn't get to hang out for, for a long time, but, uh, it was nice getting to visit and, and put a, put a, uh, a real face to the name and, uh, and that, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I agree. It was, it was nice. Even though it was brief, it was still nice. Um, and then, uh, after that, we just made our way back home and, and, uh, showed up in the midst of some historic flooding going on here in, in our area in South Louisiana. And, uh, we were, like I said, we were fortunate that, uh, that our house sits on higher ground, so we didn't have anything to worry about. But I know there was a lot of people in our area and just here in South Louisiana, that were uh, were affected and um so uh so i felt bad for for them and their loss but seems that the majority of the people are getting back on their feet in the community even the off-road community because there are some off-road businesses that were affected in, in our area uh, so the off-road community came together and helped a lot of people out which was nice yeah so i was you, happy to see that you guys got into uh you guys come home to a bit of a bit of a mess and uh, bad bad deal. Not not just for y'all, but for uh, for everybody involved down there. I know it's at this point it's kind of old news, but um, nonetheless, it it happened and uh, wasn't pleasant for anybody. So no, I'm glad yeah. that, glad that you guys come out of it unscathed and or for the, for the most part, um, you personally did and. And that kind of stuff. So, but yeah. So all in all, though, that was that was a great trip. Um, I think I was on the road for right around five weeks. I don't remember my exact mileage, uh, 
I want to say that it was around 8,500 miles, maybe 9,000 miles from start to finish. That is a, that's a good trip for a, for a uh, (laughs) personal, you know, for a personal vehicle. Yeah, it was a, it was a real good trip. Well, Uh, speaking of, speaking of trips, um, that, that kind of covers your, your last trip. I understand that, uh, that you're working on a new trip. I am. Yes, that's correct. Uh, keeping with tradition when it comes to road trips, there really is no planning with this. Uh, I don't know which routes I'm going to take. I think I have the day figured out when I'll be leaving, which will be in about a week. As of right now, the, the plan is to head up to Chicago to visit family. Uh, so the beginning of this road trip, again, is just is going to be to see family, especially since it'll be around the holidays. Um, and so I'm going to head up to the Chicago area, see some family. Uh, hopefully, if time permits, I'd like to meet up with some of the Chicago crew while I'm up there. Uh, they have a really good group up that way. Um, and then I'll stay there for about five to seven days and then make my way to Washington State. I don't know what route I'm going to take. Uh, if I'm going to go through Colorado into Washington or if I'm going to go through the southern part of South Dakota or if I'm going to cut through North Dakota. A part of me wants to hit North Dakota just because that's the one state in the lower 48 that the FJ hasn't been to yet. And uh, so I would like to hit that. That way I can cross that off the list and uh, maybe stop off in Fargo and rent a wood chipper whatever it is that they do there in Fargo. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then I'll be in Washington for possibly three weeks or so. Um, as of right now, it looks like I'll meet up with the FJ crew out in Washington again. Um, and then my wife will fly in. She's going to be there for about a week because she has to fly back and, uh, and come home. So she can go back to work because somebody has to work. Uh, and then possibly my little buddy, Kennedy, is going to fly into Washington. And then he and I will do uh, a road trip back to Louisiana. Well, with, uh, with your buddy Kennedy being involved, um, is that to imply that we can expect some more videos from, from Baker? Yes, there's there's a good chance that there will be some shenanigans involved. Because um, I have to admit, man, after after your uh, after your trip this past summer, um, I think there was a couple of videos, but nothing nothing like I was hoping for. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I for one, you, you know, not not trying to put you on the spot or or give you a hard time, but um, up your game, buddy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I I knew I need to step it up. Uh, I think though, I was still kind of recovering from uh, all the cold beers during Summit. I, so I, I was I was just going to say maybe maybe if you hadn't enjoyed Summit so much, um, yeah, you, you could have uh, could have shared some good times for the rest <laughs> of your trip with with those of us sitting at home. You know. Well, if I visit Colorado again, I'll definitely. Keep it tamed down. Well, we'll get some more videos out. Pl- 
please do. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if he's able to make the trip, then uh, then we'll crank out some more videos. I have no idea where we would go, what we would see. Um, so that'll just kind of be last-minute planning like it always is. But those usually make for the best trips. Yeah. Um, you and I had kind of talked earlier, and, and I think that uh, – that people have kind of come to expect that out of you, uh, you know, not exactly knowing where you're going for sure, just rambling around the country for, uh, for whatever, uh, wherever you wind up and, and whatever you wind up doing while you're there. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> I just, I kind of go wherever either people tell me to go or the road takes me. Uh, so like for instance, on one of the road trips when I was in Denver, Kennedy was with me. I think I may have said this last time I was on. Um, somebody said, oh, you should go to a barbecue place in Kansas City, Kansas for dinner. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. So we drove from Denver to Kansas City, Kansas just for dinner. Uh, so that's that's usually how the trips are. Somebody says something, and I'm within five, 600 miles. There's a good, a good chance that I'm going to drive there. Well, I, I think that, uh, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but uh, I think a lot of people are, are on some level envious of, uh, of your ability to do that. I know, uh, I wish I could. My, my life, due to my profession, I guess, has kind of um, rounded my mind into uh, point A to point B and nothing in between kind of a deal. And yeah. sadly, that has, has also drifted into... Uh, personal road trips that I that I take not not that I have the opportunity to <coughs> pardon me do a lot of them but uh it uh it kind of zaps the the fun out of it when you know my mind automatically goes from I'm here and I need to be there and I just don't yeah. look at anything in between you know uh where where you on the other hand obviously and and, and rightfully so and it sh should be how everybody travels um uh, if you see it, you know, just like you had talked about, you know, not intending to uh, to stop and, and look at the crater and that kind of stuff, just do it. You know, yep. you, you don't know what uh, you don't know what you're missing. And if you don't and uh, you're missing a bunch. So, yeah. And that's that's one of the one of the reasons why I enjoy sharing these trips via social media uh, is I know there's a lot of people that don't have the opportunity to get out and travel and, and see this beautiful country of ours. Um, or even other people in other countries who like Japan, for instance, there's quite a few people that follow me from Japan, um, who have never been to America, but through social media, they get the opportunity to see all these places and, uh, and almost visit them themselves. Um, and so that's that's why I enjoy sharing it via social media is to hopefully bring these places to people who don't have the opportunity to go there. Well, I whatever your reason for doing it is, I I, I believe that people enjoy the fact that you do, and uh, you know I we've we've talked about it before. You do it with a a, uh, a real sense of humor and a real sense of enjoyment, and that. 
you have a knack for uh, for really being able to convey that to people. And uh, again, speaking for myself, I can't speak for all the listeners, but speaking for myself, um, you make it really easy for people to uh, to live vicariously through you and just real simple posts on uh, on social media. You have a, a real knack for that. Thank you. And we, uh, I, again, I say we, but uh, I, I look forward to, uh, to you being on your next trip and, and kind of sharing your adventures and, and that kind of stuff. You, uh, you've had a lot going on and, and not, been, uh, not been quite as active for a while on social media. I think everybody understands that. We all, we all have a life that you know, should, for whatever reason, precede what we do on social media. <laughs> but uh, I, again, I, for one, have, have missed your, your posts and that kind of stuff. They're always, uh, and I want to use a sappy term like uplifting, but <laughs> they always, they always make me chuckle and that kind of stuff. So, uh, it, uh, I, I always look forward to what, uh, to what Baker's going to have to say for the day. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, there's no telling what's going to happen. What's going to come out of my mouth throughout the course of a day. Well, I, again, I, I think there's a lot of us that look forward to it and, and, uh, appreciate the fact that you share it with us and uh, you know we those of us in in the Toyota community appreciate the fact that uh, that you do these road trips in a Toyota and that you're you're passionate about that community and uh, kind of uh, I don't want to say lend a focus to that community but the uh, it, it kind of I think winds up that way that whether you intend for it to or not um, but uh yeah. I, I know it's appreciated anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping next year uh, to be a little bit more active when it comes to attending off-road events. I don't know what my schedule will be like just yet, uh, but hopefully I'll have the opportunity to hit a few more events. Um, and there's some on the East Coast that I've heard are great events that I, I want to make it to if I can. Uh, and then as of right now, my wife and I are planning and I use the, the word planning very loosely an East coast road trip, uh, sometime next year, summer, probably. Uh, so hopefully that'll give me the opportunity to come out your way and obviously more North and, and hopefully make some events out that way. Well, that would be awesome if we could, uh could get it all worked out where everybody could meet up and and uh, maybe enjoy a beverage together we kind of hoped to do that last time and it just didn't work out for the one of yeah. us so maybe, yeah maybe we can make it happen well i'd be more than happy to bring some beer from south louisiana well i'd be more than happy to drink one from south louisiana <laughs> so <laughs> it works out perfectly then yeah absolutely yeah, it's kind of the same relationship my wife and i have she loves to cook and i love to eat so Oh, yeah, I'm we, with you on that one. We uh, we've got that all worked out, but yeah. Anyway, bud, in it in an effort to uh to kind of keep things short here, I know you you've got things to do getting getting ready for your your trip coming up, but uh, I I did want to ask you um I know that uh that you have the patch thing and the stickers and shirts uh thing going on. Um, do you have anything new coming out in that area, or or anything that you want to talk about in uh, in that area of your uh your existence uh 
Yeah, I, I just recently released uh, some new sticker designs, uh, which is the Freedom sticker, the Adventure sticker, and then the uh, Night Ops sticker. Um, and uh, and those have been pretty popular, uh, more popular than I was expecting. Uh, and so then that was followed up with patches of the same design. Um, and then I have a few more designs as far as stickers go and patches go that I'm currently working on. Uh, and I'm getting ready to do, if I have time before I leave for the road trip, getting ready to do a uh, limited run of some t-shirts. And, uh, and so if I'm able to, to do that, then I'll get those up and online before I, before I leave. Very cool. Uh, yeah. But that's something else that I want to try and work on a little bit more, uh, in 2017 is getting more sticker designs and, and patch designs out. Um, because as I'm finding out <laughs> more and more people, enjoy stickers and patches and different things that they can put on or in their vehicles. Uh, for a while, I thought I was the only weird one that wanted to throw stickers everywhere, but apparently there's a lot of people out there. Oh, like no, me. no, no, you're, <laughs> you are not alone, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. And um, I, I, I want to take a, take a minute to, uh, to tell you, thank you for the, uh, the stickers and stuff that you, you donated to, to the show. We, uh, we had a really nice giveaway in conjunction with the uh, with the stuff that you donated and, and our show sponsor, you know, Southeast Overland kicked in a bunch of stuff and uh, G Zilla Design and and the, mm -hmm. the stuff from Metal Tech. Um, it was a uh, a really big giveaway for a podcast, and uh, you were, you know, your your donation donation to it was a huge part of it. So, uh, thank you very much for that. I I really appreciate it, and and uh, I know. Uh, that was probably the most active post I've ever had on Facebook for, <laughs> for a long time. So it, You're uh, very welcome. it meant a lot. I appreciate it. I'll be more than happy to, to donate some more if you want some. Because uh, like I've told you, I, I love this podcast. Um, it's always entertaining to listen to and great information is covered. Uh, so if we can try and get this out to more people, uh, I think that would be even better and i think that would just bring the community together even more well we uh we said it before and and we'll continue to say it i i appreciate your support um you you have been a huge supporter of the show and and done a lot for us behind the scenes and that kind of stuff so it uh it's truly appreciated thank you but and uh, you've been a big supporter of babes fj so well thank you like I like I tell you, man, you're you you are a celebrity in the community, and and uh, you know we're we're the TMZ of Toyota. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna look at this in a whole new light now. <laughs> oh, the dirty secrets <laughs> of the Toyota community. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I'm gonna be expecting some uh, interesting pictures posted on your Facebook now. Um, to keep up with the TMZ style, I, I don't. I don't have it in me, Baker. I. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Any. <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> Probably for the better. Enough of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Hopefully, 2017, I'll have uh, 
more stickers, patches, designs that are coming out um, that that are more, I guess, vague in design. I still plan on doing a lot of Toyota-based um, products, but uh, but as you know, the off-roading community is huge. You have Nissan and Jeep and so many other vehicle types out there. Um, so I plan on doing a few vague designs just to, to cover all those. Um, cause even Nissan guys like putting stickers on their vehicles too. I found that out. Yeah. I, I, as we're recording here, uh, the, uh, the host of the Nissan nation podcast just sent me a, uh, <laughs> a message with a picture of his new patch that he's having made. So. <laughs> See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I think uh, I think that that's going to probably be the next step for uh, Bakes FJ is just trying to to encompass more of the off roading community. Sure, and, and like you said, the the off road community as a whole is huge, and uh, you you stand in a position to uh, to be a big part of uh, a big part of the whole community. So just uh, don't don't forget us here in the Toyota community. Oh, that I won't. Not at all. That's that's where the home is. Well, glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. But, sir, in, in an effort to uh, to to keep this a little bit shorter, and, and I know, like I said, I know you got things to uh, to get to as well. We'll uh, we'll wrap it up here. Unless, <clears throat> pardon me, unless there's anything else that you want to uh, want to get out, we'll just look forward to. Uh, following along with your your future adventures and and uh, getting you back on again to uh, tell us where you've been and what you've been up to. Well, that sounds good. Um, yeah, the only thing that I would say is somewhat be patient when it comes to uh, this next road trip because my destinations may change last moment. So, uh, so we'll see what happens. If I'm going to do my best to to give a heads up of where I'll be. So hopefully I can meet up with people, but, uh, I might see something shiny and turn left. So, uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be on again. Uh, it's always a good time talking to you and being on the show. So thank you. Well, absolutely. We, we, uh, we enjoy having you on. I enjoy talking to you and, and, uh, I, I, I think from the reaction of the last time you were on that the, uh, the listeners enjoy hearing you, so uh, it's our our pleasure um, to uh, to have you on and, and hear what you got to say. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, I appreciate it. All righty. Well, we will let you go, and we will, like I said, we'll just be following along, and we'll catch up with you again later. Sounds good, Jason. Thank right. you. Thanks, Baker. <laughs> Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed that that uh, follow up interview with uh, with Baker from Bakes FJ. If you guys, if you haven't checked him out on social media and stuff, please do so. Um, Baker is a really good guy, and uh, you know he, he is just a uh, a great ambassador for uh, for the Toyota and, and, and off road community as a whole. Um, has a great personality, uh, just. Uh, just enjoys life. Um, I mean, I'm sure he has a bad day like the rest of us do, but, uh, <laughs> he just, uh, uh, 
wants everybody around him to have a good time and that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, we, uh, we enjoy talking to him, so I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll be making future appearances at, uh, at some point on the show, but, uh, just wanted to, uh, to take a second here to tell him, uh, thank you again for being willing to come back on and kind of share, uh, his experiences of, uh, of FJ Summit and that kind of stuff. It's, uh, one of those atten- uh, events that, uh, I'm sure that a lot of us would like to attend, but just not in the uh, in the cards at the moment. So, thank you, Baker, for uh, for coming on and kind of filling us in on how that event worked and and went and and uh, some of your stories from it. Now, uh, get out there and start making some more videos. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for all you do, Baker. Yes, thank you, thank you. But <clears throat> moving on with the podcast here. Um, we uh we've got another episode here where we don't have any listener feedback. Um, I'm starting to feel somewhat unloved by our listeners. They're just not uh, not telling us how great we are. They're still busy with their turkey leftovers. Very true. Very true. This is a a very t- busy time of year. But uh, take a minute, and give us a give us some feedback. Let us know that we suck or. <laughs> i'd like to see you know i i saw a lot of people at least in the fga cruiser community taking advantage of some some great black friday and cyber monday deals i saw people were buying suspension and and all sorts of cool gadgets so i'd love to see some of that stuff uh once it's installed you know uh <clears throat> i love to see the, the the mods people are doing on their on their toyotas and another plug Seeing how you brought that up, if you're going to be doing that kind of stuff, I mean, I know it's a little late for Cyber Monday, but Christmas is coming up, and I know a lot of you are going to be shopping on Amazon. So uh, <laughs> do us a favor and, and go through our Amazon links so we can so we can get a few pennies out of that. Anyway, that was my anyway. that was my plug. So <laughs> and or you could buy a you know the. The Toyota Trucks and Trails podcast stickers and patches actually make great stocking stuffers. Did you know that, Jason? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Great great idea. I wasn't even thinking about that, but yet yet another plug. So, yes, feel, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless. Shameless plug. Oh, all righty. And, and I, I actually, since we're on that, since I brought... I made the mistake of bringing that up. So now I've dug us a hole because I do want to apologize to um, some of our listeners that have tried to order patches and stickers. We are having a battle with PayPal right now. <laughs> and uh, apparently we're losing. So we, we've <clears throat> not, not losing, but, but we're having some growing pains. Um, our shopping cart software and PayPal are not coexisting. So we're looking into some, some different software. Sure. Um, we're we're getting the orders and and uh, doing the best we can to get stuff out. But if uh, if anybody has ordered something and you haven't got it yet, please do not hesitate to uh, to send a direct email or message us on Facebook or or uh, whatever it takes to get a hold of us and and let us know that we're uh, we're not following through. So. It, uh, Absolutely, especially if we have your money and we owe you something, definitely speak up. Yeah, you should you should at least get a notification anyway that you know your order has been received and things like that. Yeah, we're uh, it, it is by no means intentional, but uh, it uh, 
we're like Rich said, we're we're working on it, so please bear with us. PayPal's a big jerk sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's very handy, but sometimes it, it can just be it can be a real headache. But anyway, uh, anyway, we do have a uh, a little bit of community spotlight this uh, this episode. Um, a little bit, just a little of, bit. Uh, really happy to uh, to do this community spotlight. Um, would uh, Would you like to move forward with it, Rich, or do you want me to? Uh, you kick it off, and I'll jump in and. Because okay. I know you had some some thoughts and okay, well, uh, a a listener of the show and and friend of the show and and Rich, you know him better than than I do. Obviously, he's more from your part of the country. But uh, friend of the show, Kenny Correa, has uh, started a a small business uh, called a traveling bear dot com, and I haven't checked Kenny's website. Um, since he let me know uh, that it was up. I mean, I checked it then, Kenny, but I, I haven't uh, frequented it since then. But his initial product is a, uh, a first aid kit, uh, kind of uh, directed towards uh, the, uh, the automotive world or, or the off-road world. Would that be a good way to put it, Rich? Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say off-roaders and overlanders. Um, it, uh, Kenny was nice enough to send us a, uh, uh, one of these kits to, to check out. And I have to say it's, to me, it is a very well put together kit. Um, all the, uh, all the essentials and, and a little bit more. Um, and I personally just wanted to, uh, to take a minute to, to give Kenny a shout out and, and, uh, kind of help support his business a little bit. I, I admire anybody that, kind of gets into this, uh, into the world of small business and that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, I think Kenny is headed down a, a really good road with this. Yeah. Um, he, he sent us a couple free samples and, and actually, uh, weeks prior to him actually, um, coming up with his first generation of the product. Um, so it, it's a, it's a first aid kit and a little more. Um, he, he had asked me, you know, what kind of things, have you needed and have you used in the past? And uh, do you wish we're in first aid kits? Because I, I know most of our listeners that are, you know, take uh, first aid seriously or do any sort of traveling find that most of the time you crack open your first aid kit and the thing you need didn't come in the kit you, you bought off the shelf. So a lot of us will take a first aid kit and augment it uh, with, you know, certain things we know are going to need or we're going to need more of or and and so on so uh what kenny's done is is sort of tried to you know get that part of it out of the way so there was a product off the shelf that was going to have the things you need um with you know and there's uh always room for customization so when he designed it he actually made the box that comes in a little bit bigger so you could stuff even more stuff in there <laughs> which which is something especially in first aid kits you know some of them come packed so tight you really can't get anything else in there uh, but he's he's included all the all the good stuff there's even shears uh something that a lot of good first aid kits uh or affordable first aid kits lack uh is shears um he had thought of that um i i think i believe he's um 
going to have different tiers of the product, but right now he's just got one tier out, and it comes in a uh, Plano ammo can. So you've got a hard case to store your first aid in, which is super important, you know, um, even though it may take up a little extra room. Um, hard first aid kiss, kits are great because the contents can't get crushed. So <clears throat> he's really put together a good thing. And actually at our trail run that I, uh, you know, last weekend, I had mentioned that uh, Sharon had fell and fractured her wrist and, you know, broke herself up pretty good. Um, Kenny was in our group and he had one of his first aid kits and he, you know, took out an ACE bandage so she could at least stabilize her wrist and, you know, prevent, uh, you know, further damage and, and, uh, irritation. So, you know, it, it was actually pretty cool. I don't want to say it's cool that someone got injured. It's not cool. Somebody got injured, but there was Kenny with his product, uh, helping someone with it right there on the trail. Um, and, and that, that was super cool. He knew how to use it too. So, um, a traveling I believe he's also on Facebook. It's, uh, Kenny, Kenny Korea is his name and, uh, you know, best of luck in your, in your new endeavor. And we, we look forward to, to helping you, you get your name out there. So, you know, more off-roaders and overlanders and even just auto travelers can find a good, first aid kit that they can grab off the shelf and go and not really have to worry that something's not there. Absolutely. And to, to the listeners, if, if, uh, if you don't have a first aid kit in your rig yet, um, one shame on you, that should be one of the first things that, that anybody adds to their vehicle. But, uh, if you haven't yet and, uh, you're, you know, it's something that's on your list or whatever, uh, be, be sure to, uh, check out Kenny's website and uh, give him a shot you know let's uh, let's all get together and, and support the people that support the community and Kenny is definitely uh, definitely one of those folks so yeah yeah and and you know trail injuries are rare but it ha- when it happens it usually happens pretty well <laughs> so um, you know we've talked about first aid kits a little bit in the past and uh, I think maybe in the future, especially with, you know, as spring comes up, we'll do some some good preparedness uh, episodes. I think that would be a good idea. Um, we can talk about, you know, selecting a first aid kit, what you think should be in it and uh, what should not be in it, things like that. Um, and maybe we'll bring Kenny in to talk a little bit about that for us. Sure. Absolutely. But anyway, just uh, just wanted to spotlight to. Kenny's business there a little bit, and like I said, if uh, if you guys are in the market, gals are in a market for uh, for a first aid kit. Uh, you caught yourself. I did. I did. Uh, give a like I said, give give Kenny a shot. He uh, he's trying to get something going, and and uh, we want to help support him as much as we can. He's just a regular dude like the rest of us. That's right. Or dudette. And uh, with all that being said, if uh, if you're part of the community and a listener to the show or, or you know somebody that is and, uh, you know, they're doing something cool like Kenny is, get hold of us and let us know. We'd be, be more than happy to uh, do a community spotlight for whatever they've got going on. That uh, We've said all along that that's what this, this whole podcast is about, is to, uh, to open things up to the, the community and, and uh, get people's names out there. And, and 
kind of uh, show what's going on within the uh, the world of Toyotas. So if uh, if you know somebody in that that realm, uh, get a hold of us and let us know. That's right. Jason and I are, you know, we're, we're, we're aging and our eyesight isn't that great. So we can't see everything. And we often talk about people in the community that we know that are doing things. Um, it's, it's because we get out there and meet people. Sure. But we can't meet everybody and we don't know everybody and, uh, everybody out there who's, you know, trying to kick something off or get something going deserves a nod, especially in the, in the Toyota community or, or anything else. So, you know, be sure to bring it to our attention. You know, this just isn't limited to the people we know. We talk about the people we know because we know <laughs> right? <laughs> because they're within our, our, our vision, you know, our, our extremely sh- our shrinking <laughs> line of sight. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we count on you, the listeners, to say, hey, check this guy out. Go talk to him. And and, um, <clears throat> you know, we've certainly done that already with a with a couple of, of people, but we want to continue to do that. So if you know somebody that deserves a nod, uh, definitely let us know. Yeah. That, uh, like I said, that's what we're here for. That's what, uh, what we want to do. And <clears throat> pardon me, that's kind of the, uh, the end goal of the show is to, uh, to cover that, that base. So feel free to, uh, to reach out to us. But with that, with that said, Rich, is there anything else that uh, that you want to add? Uh, um, no. Someone come change my oil for me. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody help Rich out. It's uh, it's cold outside. It's cold, and it's 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 just a Sunday. I've got to go back to work tomorrow. I just want to lay around like a useless lump of crap. <laughs> that's a, sadly, that's probably what I'm going to do. Today. <laughs> that's exactly. I think it's what probably most of our listeners are, are doing on a Sunday afternoon too. Is just uh, kind of, uh, yeah, not a bad, not a bad thing though. Not no, a not thing. a bad thing. We all need some downtime. Absolutely. I certainly feel like I'm not getting enough of it. But uh, all righty. Well, with that said, we will uh, we'll wrap things up here. Um, if any of the listeners want to get a hold of us, you can do so through our website, toyotatrucksandtrails.com. You can leave us a message there. You can send us an email to toyotatrucksandtrails at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at Facebook slash TTAT Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at, Toyo- at Toyota Trucks and Trails Podcast. Uh, Anything over and above that, Rich? Um, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think I, I think it. I think you covered it. I think I got it. All righty. Well, folks, however you go about it, get out and enjoy your Toyota.